0: Read that our lives always shift miraculously when we develop a close partnership with the divine. My own life is a testament to the remarkable changes that come from following divine guidance. At the party, a young blond man approached me. I recognized him as the one who had introduced my speech. I come from a very conservative family, he explained. We went to church every weekend, but we were never what you would call religious. What you were saying today, that anyone could talk to God and the angels, do you mean everyone? His face expressed his underlying question, which was, Do you mean that I can talk to God too? I replied, I've found that everyone, whatever their spiritual, religious, or educational background, can receive clear communications from the divine spiritual realm. We all can learn to differentiate true divine communications from the imagination or the lower ego self. We just need to understand the distinctions between the two. God and the angels give us trustworthy answers to our deepest, most pressing questions. All we need is to understand those answers and then act upon them. He frowned a bit and he said, So you're telling me that I can have one-on-one conversations with God without having a priest, psychic, or someone like Neil Donald Walsh translate for me? His question brought another smile to my face. I explained how I, too, had wrestled with doubts and frustrations about my own connection with God. After I helped him hear what his angels were saying about his relationship and career, the man laughed, You know, that's what I thought they were saying all along. One of the other guests, a young woman named Christina, asked for similar help. As we stood in a corner, I acted as a translator for her angels, who gave me messages through words and pictures. As I relayed their guidance about Christina feeling stuck in her factory job, her eyes filled with tears. Christina shared how she desperately wanted a meaningful career, but financial insecurities kept her from leaving her factory position. Christina, the angels are asking you to trust, I said. After I gave her more details about their offers to help her career transition and some suggestions for lowering her living expenses, she smiled. The angels are right, she laughed. I guess I've just been resisting listening to them because of my money worries. I then taught Christina a few methods about how to hear the voice of God and the angels. As I helped her to reawaken her spiritual senses of vision, hearing, and touch, I felt a little like Ann Sullivan helping Helen Keller. The same methods that I taught Christina and my workshop audiences are in these tapes. These methods have successfully enabled thousands to receive divine messages. My workshop audiences come from every age group, nationality, education, income level, and race. Their backgrounds are Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, Muslim, agnostic, new thought, and countless others. Like my workshops, these tapes are for all faiths because God sends messages and angels to everyone. As a psychotherapist, I've worked with countless people who have painful experiences associated with religion. A common thread is their distaste for anything reminding them of religion. Most don't like mention of the Bible, God, Holy Spirit, or Jesus. Many have insisted that I use euphemisms for God such as the universe, spirit, or love. In the spirit of healing, I have complied. To this day, I believe the words we use with spirituality aren't important if they are love-filled. One woman who attended a workshop cringed whenever she heard me mention Archangel Michael, and she asked me to stop discussing Michael so that she could tolerate the balance of my workshop. I came to understand that this woman thought I was using names like God, Jesus, and Archangel Michael as religious terms. But I explained to her... I'm talking about beings who are real, alive individuals to me. These beings, including the Archangel Michael, are my very best friends. They have helped me more than anyone I know, so it's normal to express enthusiasm when I discuss them. Once this woman understood that I wasn't discussing the names in order to elicit her compliance and that I was discussing real people and angels in the spiritual realm who are alive and with us right this moment, She welcomed my discussion. I've also been asked why I call God He. I use the male pronoun because it avoids the awkward He or She phrase. It's also, quite frankly, a habit from Western literature. I realize earlier versions of the Bible and other scriptures refer to God as mother and father. And I absolutely see God as an androgynous force of love and intelligence, not a man or a woman. So, please substitute synonyms such as spirit, universe, she, mother, father, or creator, if that is your preference. From my conversations with God, I know that names aren't important. The only thing that matters to God is that we frequently have conversations with Him. Some people have long-standing resentments toward God. I talk with many who believe that God betrayed them because he didn't grant their request to save a dying loved one, avert a tragedy, or heal an illness. So they spend their lives not speaking to God. Still, they come to my workshops because on some level they crave a connection with God's love. I work with people constantly to heal their relationship with God, a vital element in reopening the lines of communication. In these tapes I discuss ways to heal the resentments or fears toward God that are barriers to divine guidance. Every day I receive touching letters from people who have broken through the veils of heaven using the methods I teach. I also know the methods work because God and the angels gave them to us. By no means am I the only person who has received these techniques. I meet many who talk with heaven using similar methods. I believe these methods are innate and God-given, and this is why so many people naturally come across them. As you hear them, you may feel you are remembering the information as opposed to learning it. These methods transcend every apparent religious boundary because they remind us that, whatever our beliefs, we are all children of God. You have inborn abilities to communicate with God, your guardian angels, and ascended masters such as Jesus Moses, Krishna, Mohammed, and Buddha. This spiritual communication ability is part of your God-given nature. Yet, as with other talents, we often need a little bit of instruction and encouragement to put them into practice. But before we go any further, a word of caution. Please, do not use the meditative techniques in this program while driving, operating machinery, or doing anything else that requires your complete concentration. Also, please note that as we go through our meditation activities, due to the time limitations of this program, I won't always be able to give you all the time you need to do the exercises fully. In these cases, you may wish to pause the program where I suggest. Or, it may be preferable for you to simply follow along with the flow of this program on your first listening experience. Then, listen to the exercises repeatedly, pausing to do them at your discretion. Finally, we'll begin to stimulate an increased number of visions, sounds, feelings and thoughts that are divinely guided. Therefore, I recommend that you keep a divine guidance journal where you record these occurrences. The value of this is that it builds confidence in the accuracy of your guidance. Also, most people find that when they keep a journal, the number of spiritual experiences dramatically increases. Have you ever experienced anything similar to the following situations? You misplace an object such as car keys and a hunch guides you to find it? While driving, something guides you to change lanes and you narrowly avoid a traffic jam or accident? You somehow know that a loved one is in trouble and when you contact this person it turns out that your help is instrumental? When you meet someone new, your first impressions accurately predict the course of your relationship. Or a disembodied voice warns you of danger, and you later discover this saved you from a calamity. Throughout your life, you've experienced many instances of divine guidance. You may be unaware of instances when God and the angels guided you. You may have suspicions that heaven intervened in certain extraordinary events in your life, You probably also have a few experiences in which you know, without a doubt, that God guided you. The voice of your Creator has never left you and, in fact, can never leave you. The spark of divine light created when God first thought of you remains tucked away within you. This light is one with God, which means that you are one with God. Through the divine light, which is your true essence, You are privy to every thought that comes from God's mind. In truth, then, your mind is eternally connected to the divine wisdom.